2: Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a
0: home run. Oh, my Six God. Deep to right
2: field. Way up there.
0: Oh, my. And look who's coming up. You
1: talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Go goes Anderson.
2: Here's the payoff pitch. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Payoff Pitch Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Tuesday, October Wednesday. 4th. Wednesday. Wednesday. Sorry. See, I'm telling you, you missed this podcast for a couple days and your timing gets <laughs> all thrown off. Hi, Charlie. Hi, BJ. Uh, Hi. Charlie Desterko, BJ Cunningham, Hello. Brendan Glashine. Thanks to these guys for holding down the fourth the last couple of days. Zarillo was hosting uh, the MLB postseason edition of Payoff Pitch rolls on. We are here every weekday during the playoffs. Uh, we mentioned this last week. I'm sure Zarillo did yesterday too. Please leave a five star rating and review. Uh, If you have not done so already, if you're new to the podcast, just tuning in, sinking your teeth into these playoffs, uh, please leave a five-star rating and review. We'll pick some of our favorites at the end of the week to win a free one-year subscription to Action Pro. Payoff pitch is presented by BetMGM, so any odds that we discuss, we will use them as a reference. We're breaking down all four games. I consumed some of the action yesterday. Listen to the podcast. I felt behind, but after watching and understanding what you guys liked going in, I feel caught up. Uh, let's let's get started for today's slate. Rangers, Rays, Tampa, down 1-0, 3 p.m. Eastern, Charlie, ABC. Nathan Evaldi's on the mound for Texas. He's had pretty good playoff success. Going against Eflin of the Rays. What do you got for this one?
1: Yeah, I took Tampa right upon the line opening on this one. And there's been some sharp buyback this morning on Texas. But I think every edge points to Tampa here. You look at the pitchers. Zach Eflin is one of the more underrated pitchers in all of baseball. It pains me to say that because DeBundo's smiling somewhere when I say that. A, a near three expected ERA, about a half run lower than actual, a sub 4% walk rate and a career best 223 expected batting average. He's just great location you know, forcing low hard hits, getting a lot more strikeouts his highest since the 2020 COVID season, just everything you want in a starting pitcher. Zach Eflin has been able to give you and the opposite can't be said for Evaldi since he's returned from the injured list. uh, You know, in September, he's played in limited fashion, but 20 and a third innings pitch, 21 runs. His control is off the walls, 13 walks in that span. A lot of hits as well, getting barreled heavily. His hard hit rate's in the 40%. So there's a lot of concern here with Evaldi and his expected ERA right around four compared to an actual right around three, six. Uh, I just think that the starting pitching favors Tampa. The offense is pretty you know, interchangeable. The Rays are in their positive split against the righty where they are second in WRC plus against right-handed pitching uh, Texas down at fourth. So not too much of a difference here, but you know, backs against the wall at home, even though there's no fans at the Tampa Bay games, I still think the Rays have the edge here. Their bullpen, uh, management from Kevin Cash is going to be, Oh, is going to always give them the upper hand here. So I like Eflin outdueling Yavaldi. I trust the Tampa bullpen and the offense here to even the series at one apiece, so I, I believe the best number right around 145 right now, 142. Mm-hmm. I'd back that all the way around to 150, 155.
2: That's where BetMGM has it now, minus 150. Any interest in Tampa series price plus 185?
1: Uh, probably not. I don't trust Savali yeah. too much. Uh, I'd have to see where that number opens up, um, just like the pitching matchups. It's hard to project long-term. If More more of like how I'm going to attack these games is looking at these game threes, and then projecting out the pitchers in the next series. And I think that we'll get into that later with Arizona. Just there's some teams don't have enough starting pitching depth and there's going to, they're going to get hurt if there's game threes. So I'm going to stay away for now on the series price, but uh, I don't mind Tampa if you want to play it.
2: Okay. Just a reminder to everybody, the game threes are all played at the series aren't moving to the other cities. They're staying right where they are. So Tampa, Minnesota, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, all the, there's a game three, if necessary, any of those series, the series is staying right there. They are not traveling for game three. BJ, what do you got for a best bet? Oh, actually part. See the old format stuck in my head. Best bet for Tampa and Texas for today.
3: <laughs> well, it is one of my favorite bets to slate okay, here, Brennan. I do um, I agree with Charlie. I like the raise extend on the first five money line, really targeting I mean, um, Charlie's mentioning about Eovaldi. The biggest thing with him, though, is that his velocity has been down pretty significantly coming off of that forearm injury. The walks are up significantly. In His six start since he returned from that injury, 5.75 walk per nine rate. And he has some pretty drastic splits versus is lefties and righties he's fantastic against lefties but against righties he's allowing a 331 weighted on base average the rays are obviously the most analytical team in baseball and they know this so you could very well see nine right-handed bats in the lineup for the rays who are a top 10 team in baseball in terms of weighted on base average against right-handed pitching and like charlie mentioned zach eflin obviously been pitching very very well this season really really good down the stretch here too in the month of september 2.69 x fib 11.67 K per nine rate and only a 1.33 walk per nine rate. 105 pitching plus rate. That's 15th best in major league baseball. The Rays, uh, the Rangers obviously hit the ball incredibly well over the first half of the season. But if you just isolate their second-half numbers, they're basically dead even with what the Rays did. So I don't think there's this uh, – the the advantage that the Rangers would have on most teams is their offense. I don't think there's this big offensive matchup or uh, split between the Rangers and the Rays. So uh, projected the Rays' first five at minus 166. So I really projecting them around minus 155. So anything minus 145 or better is good enough for me. Okay.
2: Excellent. I would I would say though I know Ivaldi's been banged up, but man, this guy has got. It's only two playoff appearances, 18 and 21, but this guy. Come on, BJ, you're a Red Sox guy. This guy was pretty good in that 18 run, and even
3: uh. (laughs) He was, and he just kept because he stopped giving up homers, and he came back, and now he's just walking people and giving up homers and earned runs and everything. He's just it's just not good right now, Brendan. Yeah, he's just in a bad place. I would, uh, I would add that Nathan Nivaldi, 43
2: innings pitched in his postseason career, eight walks, 41 strikeouts, only three home runs. So he's cut it down in those spots. But I understand. I, I get the handicap here on, on the race and um, just how Evaldi's looked this season. Blue Jays and Twins. Twins lead the series one game to nothing. 430 star ESPN, Jose Barrios, Sonny Gray, Charlie to you. What do you got for an angle here?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is also a, a reason why you should be following us in the action app. zorillo put it in, and I'm on it too as well. The under uh, in this matchup, it was eight and a half at at uh, it was eight and a half at open, and it's got immediately hit down to seven and a half. Now it floats around eight. Uh, I would grab that eight number. Uh, you know, Sunny Gray on the mound against Jose Barrios. I like Barrios. I, I think that there's a lot to like about him uh, compared to last season when he was everyone's like darling because we would fade him so much. But <laughs> he's got a high chase rate, a low walk rate. A very promising rebound season with uh, his lowest hard hit rate since 2019, about 36%. His XFIP right around four. And I think the one thing we noticed, and I think we'll continue to notice in, especially in these short game series is these pitchers will have short hooks. So regardless of how Berrios does in the short term, if he does end up having runners on, they will be quick with pulling him. And the same goes for Sonny Gray, his XFIP up at three, six, his FIP itself down at two, eight, three. So kind of a high two, mid three type pitcher, but he's got a high ground ball rate, which gets him out of a lot of jams at times and just about league average to slightly above league average across the board in most underlying metrics. Expect the batting average, hard hit rate, all that. And again, he's going to have a quick pull if he gets into damage. Well, Toronto, they're fifth in XFIP this season and Minnesota is at 13th. And that doesn't account for players like Brock Stewart, who is back in this postseason and should, uh, you know, provide extra depth uh, in that bullpen. The top arms for both these teams here are very strong and I expect them to, you know, keep it low scoring just like yesterday was. So I like the under eight here. I know it's easy to look at it and be like, oh, maybe, you know, both these bats are hot, especially Minnesota's. They should, or both these bats hit right-handed pitching. Well, well, I don't, I don't think it's going to sustain here. Toronto also over the last 30 days has been below average in wrc plus just in general so i'm fading their offense continue to and uh going with an under
2: okay so Barrios was as charlie said bj our favorite guy to fade last year and he's got confidence Mm -hmm. in him today uh but mgm's got the total at eight minus 115 are you going in a total direction or do you like a side
3: i actually like a side i like the twins for the first five best price you can find out there is minus 135 i have been fading Barrios uh, quite often this entire season. And to his credit, he has pitched well down the stretch. You know, for June, July, and August, his XFIP was sitting about 4.2. Here in September, he's lowered it down to 2.8. He's improved because he's getting a lot more swings and misses, increasing his K-9 rate up to 10.8. Well, that's good. Berrios has really struggled facing lefties. He's very, very good against righties, but his allowing a 322 weighted on base average to lefties. Minnesota has the ability to platoon five lefties against Berrios, so he may struggle against his former team, especially considering the Twins hit right-handers incredibly well. And Sonny Gray has been pitching even better than Berrios down the stretch here. Uh, Month of September, he has a walk-per-nine rate uh, sitting around one he has walked 11 batters in his last 76 six, excuse me 67 innings his location plus over that time frame sitting at 108 one of the best marks in major league baseball and what makes gray so good is that he has six different pitches that he can throw throughout his arsenal. The Blue Jays historically for a long time now have been one of the best fastball hitting teams in all of baseball, but they have struggled versus both cutters and sliders. Well, slider, sweeper, whatever you want to call it. Gray has an unbelievable sweeper. It's allowing a 0. 097 batting average and producing a 41% whiff rate this season. And he doesn't throw any of his six pitches individually more than 30% of the time. So he is very, very good at mixing all of those pitches, stuff plus on both his cutter and his sweeper are the best of all the pitches that he has. So I, I'm expecting him to utilize those two pitches quite often today. And the Twins lineup getting Carlos Correa and Royce Lewis back is obviously huge for them right before the playoffs. Obviously, Lewis hit the two home run home run to give the Twins a lead early on. So, you know, with the Twins being very, very good against right handed pitching, you know, Barrios obviously overformed his expected metrics throughout the entire season. Backing Sonny Gray and the Twins to close out this series. So first five minus 135 uh, it's the best price you can find.
2: And if you do choose to go full game, the blue Jays did have to use a lot of their arms after gospel. twins
3: did too, though. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something important to mention here is that we are in the playoffs and everybody's available. Like it's just, it's yeah. not like, like nobody's going to be available, but there will be some tired arms. Like these pitchers aren't, you know, they're used to pitching two days in a row. They do it all the time throughout the regular season. So, um, you're going to see teams utilize their bullpens a, yeah. a lot throughout this play, throughout these plays, yeah, especially in three game series. Yeah, I, like everybody's I, get it, I get it. All three
2: games. You guys bring this up during the season when you handicap a yeah. random game in August and September. You're projecting that the manager to build towards October if your team's in it. Hey, they used six guys last night they're probably going to try not to because they're preserving arms for these kinds of moments not to say they're not fresh though like
3: they they are going to be a little bit tired it's not like they just had a day off and they're ready to pitch you know we'll get to that here in a
1: second with the blue the brewers and the uh diamondbacks but Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah the ones
3: did use a lot of arms
1: yeah and i I think everyone's available as bj said and i think that toronto being down in this series if Barrios runs into trouble early, they will be quick to pull them and go to their bullpen. And their bullpen is top five in XFIP. So I wouldn't be surprised for them to fall behind early. And then both Minnesota and Toronto throwing the kitchen sink every arm they have available to keep this game close, which is exactly what happened last yesterday. Uh, and it just so happened that the Blue Jays just couldn't muster up enough runs and the twins bullpen was great. And I think they're going to continue to be great and surprise people this postseason.
2: payoff pitch presented by bet Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Next up, we have the D-backs and the Brewers Diamondbacks win. They were go they were down 3 nothing. They get to Corbin Burns a couple of home runs and they get big hit by Walker in the late. I watched most of this game. Uh I had inter- I have interest in this from a betting perspective. Um just <laughs> to get that out there. But anyway, uh great watch this game. Except the 5th inning. That was long as hell. Our colleague uh, Matt Mitchell was at the game consuming hot dogs. That was so- Fun to follow off to the side, but uh, this was compelling. But to BJ's point, 14 pitchers, seven yeah. for each team. So that's what moved this game kind of slowly along. But there was some great theater in this one. So for game two, Zach Gallen and the Diamondbacks with a one series lead. They're plus 110 on the money line. And uh, Freddie Peralta at minus 130 for the Brewers. We're down 1-0. I saw Zarello put in the app that he likes Milwaukee to now win the series. He likes the price to win the series now. Where uh, are you at on this one, Charlie, going into game two?
1: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Zirillo. Uh, I think that, I I mean, I I personally like Milwaukee on the money line, minus 125, 130 here. Uh, P- Freddy Peralta is one of my favorite pitchers in baseball, uh, th- like a 3-3 XERA, about over a 30% strikeout rate. He's in the top 8% of all pitchers in whiff rate. He gets a lot of swings and misses. He's a strikeout machine, expected batting average of 214. You look at him early on versus – now and I think that this is really what kind of leads to the handicap too. Uh, he gave up a lot of barrels and hard hit, hard hit early on in the season, and he kind of struggled with that. And he'd have you know four or five dominant innings, but then he'd have an inning where a couple home runs or a bunch of extra base hits, and all of a sudden his ERA is inflated a bit. Um, but since the All Star break, a two eight one ERA, he's limiting his barrels and hard hit rate, you know, pretty significantly over that span. And Zach Gallen's just a guy that I think most of Action Network. Ha- has faded over down the stretch here. He's in the bottom 5% of all pitchers in hard hit rate. He doesn't walk them any batters, but uh he's posting his cr- career worst barrel rate. uh, His ERA above four. Uh, he's really kind of just struggled a little bit more down the stretch here. His second half ERA up a, a full run compared to the first half. And I think that's kind of, we saw he was in the Cy Young race in the first half of the season. He's kind of tailed spin out a bit while he's still, uh, you know, a good pitcher and a great arm. Um, just less ground balls, higher hard hit rate, higher barrel rate. I think that plays well for Milwaukee, who, um, you know, couldn't get out of their own way yesterday. It felt like they were just, you know, one play away from breaking through, and they just couldn't do that. Longoria made an unbelievable play to keep, you know, oh, Arizona yeah. ahead. And you know, Zerillo's look on the on the. I don't hate the series price too. Zerillo's like look, look on that. I mean, listen, we talked about Arizona. Their top end of the bullpen is solid. Their back end is abysmal, and. They're using, they had to use so many arms with Brandon fought yesterday, not being able to pitch deep into a game. And they wanted to preserve this lead that they went to the bullpen so early. Well, if they have to do the same thing here, or if gallons not able to go a full seven, eight innings, then these arms are going to be first off, extremely tired if Milwaukee's able to pull off the win here uh, for that next game, which provides value on Milwaukee. And um, yeah, just in general. And I think it's pretty interesting and, and something to note. And we talked about this before the show. Uh, if, if, Arizona does not win today. They have to throw Merrill Kelly in game three. And then that means who's going to start game one against the Dodgers? Probably Ryan Nelson, maybe Kyle Nelson in a bullpen game. It just seems like Arizona's teetering on uh, you know, they're 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 seesawing around hot water. They could fall down all the way. I like Milwaukee here to pull this one out, even the series. Um, I don't hate the look on the full series going with Milwaukee here, but uh for now, gonna back Freddie Peralta and the Brewers. Yeah, your point is if the Diamondbacks want any shot to keep going,
2: they better win today.
1: <laughs> yeah, just well, and in, in the long-term projections because yes, game 1, the Dod- I don't think the Dodgers are very good, especially their pitching has a lot of question marks, but if you're throwing out, you know, Ryan Nelson or Kyle Nelson or a bullpen game game 1, that yeah. just puts you back so far. Uh they don't project well in a long-term series compared to a shorter-term series.
2: Okay, very good. Uh BJ, you like a total in this particular game, with Gallon and Peralta on the mound for game two.
3: I do like the over here, uh, seven and a half runs, projected it uh, closer to 8.2. Um, the biggest thing, you know, Freddie Peralta has obviously been awesome, and all the stats that Charlie highlighted are the reason why he's been so good. But the biggest thing is when you're facing Arizona, they're going to try to steal on you again and again and again. And Freddie Peralta has not been that great at holding runners on. With the bases empty this season, he has a 320, 320 XFIP. With people on, that rises up to 3.8. When runners are in scoring position, that rises all the way up to 4.7. So clearly, he gets a little flustered when guys are uh, guys are on base. So, you know, I know William Contreras threw out a bunch of guys yesterday, and that was obviously huge for them. And the Corbin Carroll stolen base, you know, hurt, but um, yeah. I thought he was safe. <laughs> but, know. Um, but yeah, no, that that is the reason why you know you Cross- talk
2: about third when, when he stole.
1: No, he didn't. Second, go to the and second. I reviewed second. it, and he, it didn't look like they had the tag. I think all of us were on his stolen base pop, yeah. and, then the, and then, and then they had the double steal. They didn't get that one either. <laughs> right, yeah. double steal. He got to second. Right, yeah, yeah. But Perdomo got out. Yeah. yeah, got
3: it. Um, but no, that this, this is where Freddie Peralta can potentially run into trouble. And yeah, Zach Allen overformed his expected metrics all season. A four point one six expected ERA for a Cy Young candidate. That's quite high. And I know Arizona isn't the best lineup against right handed pitching, and they haven't been hitting the ball well as of late but it when we get deeper and deeper into this game Arizona like I said they emptied the clip like they, they emptied everybody they had just to get the win and the same thing with the Brewers too like Devin Williams threw over like 30 pitches and uh, to end that game so there all these high leverage arms just threw a ton of pitches yesterday Ginkle threw two innings I know Seawald you know breeze through the uh the ninth you know Ryan Thompson had to pitch you know inning and a half like the deeper and deeper we get into this game, like the more and more vulnerable these two bullpens are. So uh, again, projected close to closer to 8.2 runs. So over seven and a half at minus 105. And I don't hate to look uh, on the series price either, because if you're somebody who likes to hedge and you really think the Brewers can win this game, well, you can have just a really perfect hedge opportunity, which, you know, when we get to a game three, depending on what the bullpen situation is, I have a hard time believing that Arizona is going to be a significant favorite in game 3 even if, you know, Wade Miley is on the mound for the Brewers. So, uh good spot here for to honestly, if the Brewer, if you really think the Brewers are going to win to have a good free roll situation in game 3. Plus 240
2: at BetMGM Brewers to win the wild card series against the D-backs and these two teams I I totally understand and over. Consider they scored 9 9 runs yesterday. They mm-hmm. left on a combined 19 runners. Yeah. They still got to nine runs. Uh,
1: and yeah. Merrill Kelly's also no sunshines and rainbows. Like his XERA is no. above four as well. So like, like what BJ said, like if you want to take the series price, like you'll, they're probably going to be close to a pick on Like if it, it, you would yeah. assume with everything available, and you'd assume today both teams are going to empty their bullpen and their clip again. And just it, it, this is what the playoffs is all about.
2: This next one, I know you guys have already talked about these series before we entered some Phillies futures coming in uh i'm sorry I, I don't think the marlins really have a shot in this thing i just don't think that's, <laughs> that's what i'm gathering from the app and how we're talking about philadelphia they broke my heart by going over their win total but uh, oh my goodness what you're telling me to get over it is that what you're trying to tell me
1: yeah they 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 win the last day they win the hangover game because garrett stubbs gets his first Charlie, home run you know season. what i've worked
2: at this company now for almost two years i've gotten a, i've gotten a chance to know you You are the last person to tell me to get over something, okay? Based on how you I didn't say get over it. I didn't say get over it. I know what you said.
1: It's kind of okay. I you on that one. No, I I'm more upset about the Cincinnati Reds not making the playoffs. I guess
2: my overall point is, damn it, the Phillies (laughs) are really good. They're really good, and they got a shot, and that's why I don't think the Marlins have all that much of a chance, and that's why neither of you have like a really firm side i feel like on this I, game tonight for game two after winning 4-1 with zach wheeler on the mound shoving last night aaron nola tonight for game two charlie okay
1: uh yeah i, well, or BJ, off, I don't
2: care either I, one of you the phillies are good.
1: good yeah no i think this is phillies or nothing here um i don't like braxton garrett long term uh he has a 4-5 expected era has great control but does give up a lot of hard hits and is expected batting average right around 272 which is up you know pretty significantly from last year and nola's a guy that uh, I'm very high on and he's always a guy that pitches uh, worse than expected. His expected ERA, you know, almost like three quarters of a run lower um, than actual gives up a, a decent amount of barrels at times. But I mean, I just the, the Marlins are a corpse and I just don't really see them being able to pull this one out arises as hurt as can be he's I don't know why they're playing him in the field I don't know why he's still trying to he's legging out all these plays if you get him to hit a ground ball in the infield he's not going to beat it out uh he's so visibly limping the only guy that that like really has been looking good has been Josh Bell like Jazz Chisholm's fine but I don't know I it's just it's just one of those games that like maybe if you want to look toward a stolen base prop I know Devondo mentioned it on the podcast Jazz Chisholm's not a bad option because Nola does have some issues with keeping runners on but you know Philly's against a lefty here uh, it just seems like October Magic's back in Philadelphia, which is not great to say because, uh, you know, I don't want that to happen. But the Marlins, I, I don't know how you can bet on the Marlins here in this game.
2: Are you saying that also because you have a Braves ticket or am I wrong?
1: No, I don't have a Braves ticket. I have a Phil's National League ticket and I have a I I placed right before the right before the wild card started. or I guess Monday I placed Phillies Brewers NL and then 2 hours later Brandon Woodruff got announced out so mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. so now fair. now 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 i'm riding a uh a Phillies ticket
3: <laughs> i came on i came on the podcast and told everybody about to, to bet the brewers at 9 to 1 to win the nl and then brandon woodruff got announced out so
1: yeah i mean oh, if you cool. if you think about it they the like the brewers if they had those 3 are as good as just about anybody in baseball but
3: okay yeah
2: zorillo's got two braves tickets just using the app here as a reference i'm sure he bet the phillies the last couple days i may have missed them. yeah he, he didn't bet
3: Philly 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 the phillies He has a phillies derillo, derillo i mean he's the smartest baseball guy i know he has everybody <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> we've got, he's got everybody <laughs> <laughs> he does he's
1: though. the phillies, he's the phillies NL and a phillies series ticket i believe and i still have a phillies yeah. series ticket so i'm not betting i'm mostly not betting this if i didn't have a phillies series ticket i'd probably bet the phillies um but i already laid the juice with the phillies and i bet them yesterday uh, So, other than JT Riomuto, who is now on my uh shit list, I am liking all the fills.
2: He, he went one for four of the run score yesterday.
1: I needed two bases. I needed two bases for the oh, same see game. What I mean? 650 full- to one. I was comes, one base away. Comes full circle, BJ.
2: Yeah uh, <laughs> you never and you
3: never and you never hit those so that, that that makes me really sad. Um you got
2: DJ, you got anything for this one before we no, go? this is okay. the
3: easiest pass on the board. Uh the Phillies should win this uh in a runaway. I mean, I got Bundo trying to get out of recording Wonder Goal tonight because the Phillies are playing. I'm like, dude, they are going to easily win this game. There, you do not need to watch it. Um <laughs> but no, I mean, like Braxton, you know, the, the thing with the Marlins and I mentioned this on Monday's show, but like all of their metrics from, you know, their hitting stats to even their starting pitching, even their bullpen are just like league average to below average. They were 33 and 13 in one run games this season. Like that is the reason (laughs) they're here. Like that's the only reason they've gotten here. Everything else has just been average. So yeah, I mean, the price is, I think the price is too high on the Phillies. If you want to take it, I think this is just a, a watch and see. Um, I have to look more into it, but I saw Sean uh, just put in the app, Alec Baum, over one and a half bases, plus 105. bases, plus one will have to look at some of his splits versus lefties. I'm sure he's very – Yeah, right. Bo- well, yeah.
1: Baum is – is – is – is nails against lefties. Yeah, so if you want a prop, there you go. Tail or, or Jazz Ball. Chisholm, stolen base. Or Jazz Chisholm, stolen base. Baum,
2: Baum is not on the shit list. He actually did help last night. Yeah, he's
1: great. Yeah. And Kyle Schwarber also, just not – not tight. Not ty- from third on a deep fly ball just like i could have i could have scored brendan i could have scored from third schwarber is just a
2: great like he's gonna be a great men's league softball player just a <laughs> ball dad uh at the family cookout it's just he's gonna crush it and just take half paying attention to your point um yeah but okay we got through it thank <laughs> you guys uh good to be back excited to uh be with all of you uh throughout the course of the playoffs we've got uh possible game threes tomorrow so we'll see how this goes tonight and what kind of games we're going to be looking at for tomorrow but we will be here it could be just a future show if all these teams sweep which i guess that's possible maybe the brewers will make things interesting but we will be back tomorrow for payoff pitch presented by bet mgm for charlie desturco B.J. Cunningham, Brendan Clasheen. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the postseason. Leave that five-star rating as well if you haven't done so already. We'll pick a winner or we'll pick someone that did leave one at the end of the week and we will uh, give out a prize. So stay tuned and we'll see you tomorrow.
0: Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.
1: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly.